0: because I had my detailed, comprehensive, three-bullet point, starting from the top, not the bottom, list we went through. You said you had something, but you wanted Mm -hmm. to start at the bottom of the list and work up rather than go top-down. But if you don't have one, I want to suggest one. Poser Syndrome. On this week's episode of The Selling Podcast...
1: We talk about imposter syndrome. Bum, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> All right, we're recording.
1: With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation,
0: and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. make it sound very devious, but Dramatic. I think what it, what it really is is just... Your way of coping with things. That's how I look at it. Or not what do you coping. Mean? Well, my brother in law, Greg, and you've met him, one of the smartest mm-hmm. people I know. And he's told me repeatedly that he feels like he shouldn't, he doesn't belong in certain situations. I'm going, you're kidding, Greg. You're one of the foremost authorities on this. You absolutely belong. And it occurred to me if he's getting that imposter or uh, poser syndrome. If he's in the situation, then why on earth do we have experts in different fields? And so I started thinking about it. You're an expert in your field. You've got a certain, it's like I have a certain set of skills. No, you have a certain expertise and knowledge about a topic, but you still feel inadequate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's really interesting.
0: And- it's an interesting feeling. It is because, it, well, it shows to me when I when I start to feel that it's a lack of confidence, right? Or there may be somebody in the room that's going to have a little bit more experience than you have, or more knowledge than you have, mm-hmm. and that's great. I, I I love being the dumbest guy in the room because that way I can kind of, get or kind of bring myself up to the level of the people around me, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it, it completely does and
1: it's it's that feeling of in my life there's always been somebody better at me in everything that I've done and so if whether it's playing basketball it's like hey there's always somebody better than me whether it's you know anything that I've excelled at, like let's take water skiing love water skiing there's always been somebody better than me at water skiing like I've never been the best in the world at
0: X Y or Z ever well, the absolute best in the world, you can kind of count yeah. those people on a hand, right? they are very, very few who are going to be the best in the world. Because look at uh, how long did it take us to break the four-minute mile? I don't know. Until Roger Bannister broke it. Hmm. So Roger Bannister was the best in the world at running the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have thousands of collegiate athletes breaking the four-minute mile. <laughs> so, mm. you know, it, it It kind of dilutes or disseminates the field out. Yeah. But I think in terms of intellectual capacity and just talking through what you're doing, if you're in a room, if you're in a, a room setting and you felt this and you're expected to present on a certain topic, mm-hmm. you're expected to be the expert. And I remember being, <laughs> getting a... A presentation to a group of, uh it was for the Senior Olympics. This is years and years ago, before I was a senior. Giving an, uh yeah, <laughs> kind of ironic, isn't it? So I was giving this presentation to a group at the Senior Olympics, and I was talking about uh, a medical condition, osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. And as I'm talking, a guy in the back of the room raises his hand and brings up a point. And he asked about uh, how he felt about such and such treatment. I said, well, we haven't really delved into that much because I don't see it as a viable treatment. He goes, oh, I use it in my practice all the time. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I went from being the leader of the discussion in the front of the class to being the moron that had no idea what he was talking about because he had physicians in the back of the room (laughs) watching him present this material on osteoarthritis. That's that's when you just point your fingers
1: and say, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're a quack and nobody should go to you. I'm the expert
0: here. <laughs> yeah, that kind of let me know that there is, there is a legitimate and a real imposter feeling, which that was at that moment. But most of the time, it's self-imposed. The high majority of the time, it's self-imposed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think you're going to find yourself in a room kind of countermanding what the physicians were trying to prescribe and it it wasn't serious. I mean, he was talking about something that I just didn't have yeah. any experience in. So I, when I yeah. said, I just don't prescribe that because I don't, you know, I don't have that knowledge uh-huh. base. So I was able to get around it, but it really made me feel stupid for, for a minute.
1: There is one time I was, I was, and I think I've shared this with you before. I, I was presenting to a, to a physician and I kept explaining what the product I was doing, I, I was explaining it backwards, like that it did the opposite thing of what it was doing. <laughs> and the doctor kept looking at me just like, just explain this to me one more time. I'm like, doc, I he's can't letting you... you're not getting this. Like, <laughs> he's letting you dig your deeper and deeper. Oh, yeah. He was, here's what's going on. Here's, here's you know how this whole thing works. And he's just like, huh. All right, well, let me think about it. think about it what do you need time to think about it like it's gonna do this and he says yeah yeah, just give me a little bit of time to think about it and then it was either that night or the following morning i just remember being like hit by a mental truck (laughs) and it was just you have got to be kidding me i explained that whole thing backwards like what i what it was supposed to be doing is the absolute opposite of what i was explaining and so i shot the doc a text and said "Hey." I am so sorry. This is backwards. And I'm going to come by today and apologize and talk to you about it. And, you know, he (laughs) sent me a message back and said, yeah, something just didn't, it didn't seem right. But you seem to know what you're talking about. So I just let you go and talk about it. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say he, let's just say he never used me.
0: Yeah, I can, (laughs) I can understand why. (laughs) Because it's like when I'm presenting something and I got, if you're using the wrong terms in the wrong yeah. language. And especially when you're trying to sound smarter, which is one of the symptoms of imposter syndrome. You try, and, you try to sound smarter than you really are. Mm-hmm. And that never works. Very yeah. You can get away with it for a minute, but it's going to catch up to you.
1: Imposter syndrome, when Googled, says imposter syndrome is a condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally despite being high-performing and in external, objective ways.
0: Right. And it's all about presenting something that you're not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I used it. I had a poster once that had a a guy, and he was going to play basketball at the, the gym, wherever. And he has headbands, sweatbands, knee braces. He's got all the accoutrements of, you know, he wants to be the NBA star, but he mm-hmm. had zero skills. And there's a difference mm-hmm. now between imposter syndrome when you have no skills, but you know you don't have skills. But they're basically, well, it depends on who you talk to. There are either five or three different ways that you can kind of cover your feelings of being an imposter, a poser, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the first one is trying to present yourself as being superhuman. And we've all done that because you don't want to look like a failure. So what What does that look like? Presenting yourself as superhuman? Yeah, present yourself as superhuman. Like, oh, this doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. I'm above that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of a, you know, people are always going to go, what do you mean you're above that? Nobody's above it. (laughs) Yeah, You're you're human, dude, like everybody else. And they (laughs) they see right through it. But you want to present that you don't have a weakness. And a lot of it get really knit onto it. It's tied to ego, right? You don't want to present that mm-hmm. you have a perceived weakness. And in the meantime, in your head, you're thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing here. This yep. is, this is kind of the fake it till you make it approach. And mm-hmm. we talked about, uh, fake it till you become it, mm-hmm. but the fake it till you make, it's a little bit different. Fake it till you become, it means that you're actually doing something about it. And, and there's a place in that experience
1: where you absolutely will feel that you're not qualified for it. Oh, sure. You know, there's, there's been many times when people have asked questions and you know, there's, I, I know a base level. There's a large bit that I just don't know. And so I'll start the conversation to say, hey, I can take you up to this point, but past this point, like I'm not going to be like we're going to have to call in somebody else. And, and so that's where it's, Hey, I'm still, I'm still uneasy, still unsure because I'm not, you know, don't know every possible thing about it, but let me share what I do know. And that's, it's still awkward. It's still feeling like there's somebody else who knows so much more about it. I still need to provide this base information.
0: Yeah, but that, that's, shows me an acute understanding of where you are right? You really do understand Mm -hmm. your situation. So that kind of addresses one of the second uh, symptoms, so to speak, is being Mm -hmm. a perfectionist, where you have it down absolutely perfect. And there's no questioning your authority. There's no questioning your abilities. That is also a sign of being an imposter. Obviously, you recognize you don't have all those. And I think most people will kind of admit that, yeah, well, there's always going to be somebody better than me. Well, not always, mm-hmm. but because nobody else is going to be Scott, right? Right. You're going to just right. do it with your own twist. But the technical knowledge, yeah, sure. There's always going to be somebody that has a little bit better understanding. And things are going to change in the future. Absolutely. You know, was,
1: somebody just beat Michael Phelps's record. Which really? is incredible. Yeah. I thought so, yeah. And that's, I mean, there's just, Yeah, so there's always going to be somebody who's better. Something that comes out that changes things a little bit. But to your point, yeah, being open to hey, this isn't absolute. Like here, here's the information presenting the information. But if you're coming out as in hey, this is absolute. It has to be this way. I'm absolutely
0: perfect. That's that's yeah, that's wrong. And the other one that's closely associated with being perfect is being the expert. But Anyway, it's close to being a perfectionist, but if you present yourself as the expert and all-knowing about all things yeah. and not showing any kind of, hey, I don't know that, again, mm-hmm. it goes back to ego. But that's one of the big uh, red flags of imposter syndrome. When doing training and
1: development for a little bit, I did not have any industry experience. And what I wanted to try to do as fast as possible was to build credibility mm-hmm. in that industry. And so my objective was, hey, I want to become a thought leader as soon as possible. And so I started putting out quotes and sayings and developing things and and started moving in that direction so I could become looked at as a thought leader. Um, it was really interesting because there were several people who reached out and it was, who are you? <laughs> and, and I re- it was like, wait, what do you mean? You don't know who I am. Who are you? Um, it was interesting with, with very little experience. The reason I wanted to do that in sales is because I wanted to sell based on some sort of credibility,
0: mm-hmm. some
1: sort of credibility that, Hey, this is what you know you're buying into me and here's why. The challenge is, is, I didn't have any experience. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there are some things that I knew and I leaned on those, but it's okay not to have any experience. That's when I needed to rely on other people on the team to say, no,
0: let's promote these people. These people have the experience. Which is also part of the imposter syndrome. They call it being the natural genius because you just have that ability. You already have that credibility and understanding simply because. You thought about it for a minute. Mike, did you tailor this just for me? No, no, this is everybody. Are we trying to have a, are we trying to have, a, are you trying to say, <laughs> hey, Scott, you need this, to pay attention? <laughs> no, this is everybody. Everybody goes through it. And I'm not saying it isn't real. It is, imposter syndrome is very real and it's identifiable as we're talking about. But recognizing that you have imposter syndrome, that's completely different. In sales, especially, you are mm-hmm. expected, and this kind of gets into the fifth one be the expert that you were just talking about you're expected to be the expert on your product correct and and that's completely doable right you can learn all the facts and figures know the bolts and the nuts and the widgets you've you've got all of that down hard what we don't always become the expert in is how do we match that match our product with the customer's problem and in and sales that's, that's the where, big, that's the biggest challenge yeah.
1: when you know not only your product but how your product intertwines with everything else that they're doing mm-hmm. that's when sales become super fluid that's when you know you're able to sell a whole lot more is when you're able to work what you're specifically doing
0: into the bigger picture of what needs to happen right and by standing back away from it and kind of doing that analysis and trying to figure that thing how how does it- part A fit with part B and how do they all work together? Yeah. That's what gives you credibility. Correct. And you can't, you can't just walk in and assume that you have that credibility because credibility isn't just given credibility is earned. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can go in and present yourself as an, you know, you can have this imposter syndrome. You can go and talk to customers like, yes, I'm all that and a bag of chips. But -hmm. until you provide a solution and they can see that you have value, there's no credibility but that kind that's of that's, that's kind of a twist because having imposter syndrome it's first since you recognize that i do have imposter syndrome then i need to change a couple things that's kind of the evolution that's the, that starts the wheel because mm-hmm. you need to develop this and become this there's there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's a good thing if you have ambition you want to overcome that imposter syndrome But what I can't figure out, and I'm still working through this, is when really, really, really smart people, like my brother-in-law again, when they have imposter syndrome, then I wonder, okay, what am I missing? Because (laughs) I'm way down the bottom of the barrel. Obviously, I'm missing something
1: here. But that's how it looks all the time. Like when you look at somebody doing something uh, proficient, You look and you say, "Wow, that's incredible!" That person is so good at you know X, Y, or Z. And then the reality is, is yeah, they're probably still super nervous. Probably they're probably still you know trying to figure out, "Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing?" Um, you know, and whether that's obviously had a chance to talk to physicians before they you know present. Um, you know, one of I went to another presenter and um, i was you know backstage with this presenter and it wasn't it wasn't medical it was for um for a different event and the presenter was going to present in front of I think, like 500, 500 people or something like that so not a terribly huge audience um, but big enough and the presenter just started breaking down in tears i was the only person there and this i was younger i was a I was in my uh, low 20s, and this was an older gentleman. He just started breaking down in tears. And he just just said, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I don't know if this one's going to be good or not. Hmm. And the breakdown was just intense. And he said, hey, would you just kind of sit here and chat with me just for two seconds? So I sat there and chatted, and all of a sudden you could see the game face go on, the snap back into game mode. And he was all of a sudden he's like, "All right, hey, thank you so much. Let's keep that between the two of us. Oh, I, realize <laughs> as I said that you you did for a lot of years and anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was and then he was moving on, and he did a spectacular job and so and then when you looked at it from the perspective of how well he did, everybody was he was so amazing, like he did so well. I can't believe you know. He's just natural at what he does. And it's like, if anybody knew behind the scenes, he was terrified 10 minutes before going on. Like, terrified. They would be, it's, it's really interesting.
0: But he was great. And it's okay to be terrified. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I've taken away from kind of evaluating the imposter syndrome or poser syndrome is, generally speaking, everybody... And it doesn't matter who you've got specific expertise in certain areas. I get it. Everybody is making it up as they go. That's a hundred percent true. Like in everything, everything. And you know, I've never been, I've never been in the situation that I am right now. And so there's no instruction manual. Right. So I have to make it up as I go. And I think when you approach it that way, And you think through it, and you can be honest with that, Mm -hmm. I think that's the key. Because if you're having a conversation with a customer or client, when you're having that honest conversation of, look, I'm just trying to make this up as go, I understand A, B, and C, and I'm the expert in that, but we get beyond C, I'm starting to uh, tread in waters I've never been in before, and I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. People get that. People understand that because they're going through the same thing themselves. It's very rare in
1: my sales career that I have sold the exact same thing for the exact same purpose. Mm -hmm. More than likely, you know, whether it's medical, putting, you know, selling something for a a patient or to a patient that has the exact same, you know, perfectly identifiable identifiable issue as another, as another patient like that, it, it usually doesn't happen that way. No. You know, whether, whether, and it's, you know, different companies are different ways. You know, in the financial industry, you know, every client's different. And so there are some commonalities between just sales in general and what I'm selling to be able to help. But you're right, every single, every single product is different. Every single solution is different. And so, which puts you, unfortunately, every sales time in a brand new situation, like you were just talking about. It's a place I've never been before, right, and you gotta figure it out
0: and that's okay. that's part of the fun that's the challenge, unless you explain the whole thing backwards <laughs> <laughs> then that then that becomes then a different challenge <laughs> yeah or the or the guy in the back of the room raises his hand. I don't do it that way in my practice, okay, doctor quack I wish I wish, I wish you would have said something before this started <laughs> <laughs> before the whole presentation, yeah exactly. <laughs> No, I was
1: I was laughing because I was looking back at some pictures. Um my son was trying to clear up some space on the iPad as it normally goes and was looking to clear up some pictures and, and I had a bunch of pictures when I was doing a presentation. And I looked and I was like, That person really knows he looks like he knows what he's doing. Like, that's great. That there was that confidence to be able to say, Hey, I got this. Um, it's that confidence that was after the doctor thing by a few years. And so knowing that, yeah, it's, it's okay. Like you're going to make mistakes and that's fine. You know, you're going to have to make determinations and decisions, you know, and say, this is the way that it needs to be done. You're going to have to do that. You're going to get it wrong and that's fine. Make yeah. sure that you're open and that other people know that you might get this wrong, that yes, while you might be, you know, Maybe not a leading authority, but you might be really smart, and as Mike's put it, an expert in what you're doing. There's still a high, chance, high probability that something wrong
0: is going to happen there. Eventually, it's okay. it will. The key yeah. is being humble humble enough to accept it, learn from it, and move on.
1: So challenging. Only so to challenging. experts so, that know it all. Is it... That are perfectionists. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Is it okay to have imposter syndrome? Is that I, shrug? Well, I... Is it okay?
0: How do you avoid it?
1: I don't think you can, and I don't think you should. I think it is absolutely okay to have imposter, have but you imposter have to. Syndrome.
0: But you have to recognize that it is imposter syndrome. It's, it's the feeling that I really shouldn't be here. When Greg explained it to me, why should I be here? Why are these people listening to me? The imposter syndrome comes from a, a point of view that I don't know it. And just the mm-hmm. recognition. You ever watch a little puppy bark at his own reflection in a mirror? They have no, no self. That, that's a thing? Yeah. They just don't have a, a concept of self. Mm-hmm. And I think that's imposter syndrome. If you've got a really good recognition of who you are and what you're good at, it's okay to feel the imposter syndrome. It's not okay to continue to present the imposter syndrome as being the actual real you.
1: Yep. Yep. There will be times when you will be out of your comfort zone and that is okay. That's great. There are going to be times when you feel like you're out of your depth and that's the way you grow. Yep. There are times when you aren't exactly sure what you're talking about, and you present it as fact.
0: That's not okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what we're talking about. Yep,
0: that's right. And and what we're talking about, we're, we're talking like we're the experts on imposter syndrome. No, I'm just telling you from life experience, this is what I've seen. This is what I've really come to understand from my perspective. This is just me oh well then let me give my disclaimer you can
1: as an expert in the field and as a leading thought leader and imposter syndrome i just wanted to make a definitive statement that what we've stated is perfect this is (laughs) how cool would that be (laughs) yeah (laughs) the hesitation in your voice like uh, i'm not sure i'm gonna go to that that's the wrong end of the pool (laughs) that's too funny no it is it is fun i mean the, the 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 conversation, looking back at things that I've done, and I'm sure there's going to be things that I'm going to continue to do that is just like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't
0: do it that way. Oh, I've got so many of those that you go, really? That just came out of my mouth. (laughs) And you can't reel it back in, so you just live with it. Having that self-awareness to say, you know what?
1: I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. We're going to make this happen. Here's how we're going to move forward. Um, Just knowing that, yeah, there might be another way. Many people are going to look at you, though, as an expert because you simply just know more than they do in that particular instance. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like You can provide what you know in that moment. And then if you wake up the following moment and realize what you've been saying is 180 degrees in the other other direction, just make sure you uh, go pretty quickly and say, hey,
0: Doc, I'm sorry. So we'll sum it all up this way. In the words of that great philosopher, Dirty Harry, (laughs) a man's got to know his limitations. (laughs) That's great.
1: That's perfect. Yep. Understand your limitations. Continue to be an expert, though. Keep studying. Keep pushing.
0: Keep knowing how you can continue to grow and help other people. Perfect. And Embrace imposter syndrome. Don't live it. Have a great week, Mike. Thanks so much. Nice, Scott. Take care.